Ladies and gentlemen, from the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace and Justice, Deacon Gerald Salenti. Hello, this is Deacon Salenti of the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace and Justice. Freedom, Peace and Justice. And on this February the 13th, 2022, there's not a lot of talk about peace, only a lot of talk about war. U.S. won't bow to Russia over who can join NATO. This was a front-page story from the New York Times back on February 3rd. The deal was this. When Gorbachev and the Reagan and Bush administrations, the deal was that the Soviet Union would wind down the countries that they had controlled would be free to be themselves and NATO would not expand any further than they were. That deal has been broken. Again, it's written about in detail. Los Angeles Times, one after another. James Baker, under the Bush administration, said NATO wouldn't move one inch, and now they're surrounding Russia. And Russia keeps saying, we don't want all your troops around us and you're bringing in more and more weapons. And they feel threatened. Back when I was a young man, there was a thing called the Cuban Missile Crisis. The Cuban Missile Crisis had to do with the United States putting armaments in Turkey that could have struck Russia. And in retaliation, Russia put missiles, nuclear missiles they were going to put in Cuba. So they said, okay, we'll pull our missiles out, you pull your missiles out. And it ended. But this keeps going on. And now, of course, all the talk is <clears throat> Russia likely to invade Ukraine in days' time as Belarus military drills serve as cover, said Senator Cotton earlier this week. U.S. warns of risk that Russia attacks Ukraine next week. This is from February 11th, just two days ago. So the United States has been saying, by the way, that Russia is going to be invading Ukraine since 2014 when the coup happened. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said he, that the United States believes Russia would take offensive military action in an attempt to spark a conflict inside Ukraine as early as next week, before the Winter Olympics in Beijing wrap up. He's a National Security Advisor. Our view is that we do not believe he has made any kind of final decision we don't know that he's made a final decision, Sullivan added, referring to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Today, Jake Sullivan is on CNN with Jake Tapper. He said, we cannot predict perfectly, we cannot perfectly predict the day, but we 
have now been saying for some time that we are in a window an invasion could begin, a military action could begin by Russia in Ukraine any day now. That includes this coming week before the end of the Olympics. He goes on to say that innocent people could be killed regardless of their nationality. It would then be followed by an onslaught of ground forces moving across the Ukraine frontier. Again, where innocent civilians could get caught in crossfire or trapped in places they could not move from. Killing innocent civilians. Mr. Sullivan seems to have forgotten Operation Enduring Freedom. That was the name of the illegal war launched by President George W. Bush. That 88% of the American people believed. Civilians? How about all those civilians that have been killed in Afghanistan? How about Mr. Sullivan, the millions of people killed, allegedly million, in Iraq? on a war based on lies. How many people have Russia killed in Iraq? How many have they killed in Yemen? How many have they killed in Syria? How many have they killed in Libya? Was launched by the United States President Barack Obama in Libya and Syria. Assad has to go. Gaddafi, the head of Libya, has to go. Now the, both places are hellholes. Civilians? Only about 600,000 civilians have been killed in Syria since that war was launched. Yemen? The United States is now supplying more military support for the war on Yemen. That is the worst humanitarian crisis on earth. And as you read the CNN piece, there's not one of any of these comments from the Russian side. And there's a reason for that. This is from the Trends Journal magazine in 2014, when the Ukraine crisis had begun. This was a trend post talking about how the United States starts these wars and blames others. And by the way, there's very, very little talk coming from the other religions about peace on earth, goodwill to men. This has to stop. Where are they? We're out there. Freedom, peace, and justice. Freedom, peace. We are warriors for the Prince of Peace and whatever religion you be living, believe in, that your God is a God of peace. Your God does not bless the troops for killing people. In the years subsequent to the Iraq invasion, evidence has proved that the Bush administration not only cherry-picked intelligence to reach a predetermined conclusion, but knowingly twisted information known to be unreliable 
into unassailable argument for war. Presidential mouthpiece Ari Fleischer declared, quote, there are reminders to all Americans that they need to watch what they say, watch what they do. I guess he was standing in for Joseph Goebbels. And as you well know, I was blackballed from the media for speaking out about the lies going on. And we have reported this in past 2008 magazines. <clears throat> These are the quotes. There was a sense of pressure from the corporations who own where we work and from government itself to really quash any dissent, said CBS Katie Corrick. I can remember getting in trouble with administration officials because of asking questions they didn't feel comfortable with. Again, going back to Ari Fleischer, who is the mouthpiece, there are reminders to all Americans that they need to watch what they say, watch what they do in coming out against the Iraq war. Remember, this is Katie Couric I just quoted. There was a drumbeat of support from the administration, and it's not our job to debate them, cowered ABC's Charlie Gibson. Studies from Fairness and Accurate Reporting showed that of the 393 on-camera sources appearing on ABC, CBS, NBC, and PBS, which is supposed to be a public broadcasting system, only 1% was anti-war, just 6% expected skepticism. White House Press Secretary Scott McClellan in his book, What Happened Inside the Bush White House and Washington's Culture of Deception, said whistleblower McClellan accused the White House of spreading, this is what we wrote, the White House <laughs> accused him of spreading distortions, shading the truth, speaking half-truths, and telling outright lies. That's what he said in a political propaganda campaign to sell the war to the American people. This is what Scott McClellan said in his book. He accused the White House of spreading distortions, shading the truth, speaking half-minds, half-truths, and telling outright lies. Outright lies in a political propaganda campaign to sell the war to the American people. Remember, this is a former White House press secretary. And on the United States sends F-15 fighter jets to Poland. Russian and foreign ministers swap barbs in frosty talk. 
And this is from the Financial Times with the foreign minister, the um, Sergei Lvov and Lisa Truss from the UK. He reiterated that the Russian military buildup around Ukraine posed no threat and that Moscow's security demands in Europe had been ignored. She disputed Moscow's argument that NATO's eastward expansion in the past two decades posed a threat to Russia. How could it not pose a threat to Russia when you're putting all these troops on the border? Again, we're political atheists. We're not taking positions here. Warning stepped up on Russian invasion. It's right here. Just keeps going. Denmark in talks to let U.S. troops in the country. So there you have it. The war drums are beating up. When all else fails, they take you to war. As we're watching the equity markets failing. And just as George W. Bush took the people to war following the dot-com bust when the Nasdaq was down 66% the day before 9-11. Operation Warp Speed, a 20-year war that destroyed Afghanistan. But nobody cares about that. Afghan refugees held in UAE protest conditions. Protests erupted among thousands of Afghan refugees who complained prison-like conditions at a facility in Abu Dhabi where they have been held for months. And now the United States keeps ramping up the war talk. And again, people don't know what happened in Ukraine, the deal that was made with the Eurozone, and then Russia came out with a better deal, and that's when the whole overthrow came about. But that's a whole other story. And on the freedom front, people are not allowed to demand that nothing should be injected into their body that they don't want. This is demonic what's going on. And the Ontario now, they passed the Supreme Court up there that protesters will be fined or sent to jail. This is an article from yesterday's New York Times. Ontario Premier tells protesters to leave or face jail and fines. You ready? The group they go on but has mushroomed into a much larger, much broader, largely right-wing campaign. A couple of paragraphs down. Signals self-involvement of people linked to far-right and racist causes. This is how they're portraying the Freedom Convoy, Freedom Convoy, as people as being racist and far-right. I am not a racist, and I am not far-right. I am center God. 
I will not take an injection enforced into my body or anything else forced into my body. This is the propaganda I just wrote, I just read to you from how they said the people should not, should keep their mouths shut and not fight back. And how during the Iraq war, the reporters were not allowed to question and others wouldn't. This goes on again. Next paragraph down, two paragraphs. Taken together, two relatively small groups have also been seen to protest, supercharged by high-profile right-wing forces. Goes on. From the beginning, the convoy was conceptualized and coordinated by members of fringe and right-wing groups. Another one with authentic concerns that have been very murky, then co-opted by far right. While for years the far right figures operated on the fringe with their recent success has come a rebranding. The swastikas on display in the protests there were one or two people out of 130, 40,000 with a SWAT sticker. Again, the protest convoy, and the founding member, and secretary of the Maverick Party, a far-right group. Still, blah, 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 conversation of public online where extremists and racist views are widely shared. Nothing about the freedom of the people. Again, New York Times. Convoy provides movement for Canada's far right. Trucker protest rallies conservative groups. They're putting everybody into a category. This is about freedom. It's about your freedom to be who you want to be. You do not want to be vaccinated. And now, one place after another in New York City, the city workers must be vaccinated. That they are forcing vaccines in our bodies. This is criminal, as I see it, as a believer in God and the freedom to put in my body what I want to put in the foods, or the injections. To call people that are fighting for their freedom far right and racists is the same thing they did, and that's why I read to you what they did during the Iraq War. Again, this is the quote by a man that should have won the Joseph Goebbels Award, Ari Fleischer, the presidential mouthpiece that took the people to war under the Bush administration. There are reminders to all Americans that they need to watch what they say, watch what they do. 
Washington Post. Global freedoms have hit a dismal record low. This is from February 10th, just three days ago. The state of democracy around the world fell to a record low last year, according to a new report released Thursday that placed blame in large part on pandemic restrictions that have seen many nations struggle to balance a public health emergency with personal freedoms. A public health emergency, we know the facts. Personal freedoms, we know the facts. They've been stolen from us. And again, as the United States condemns Russia for what they're doing, this is from Middle Easy Eye. In the first hearing on the use of lethal drones by U.S. military in nine years, the Senate Judiciary Committee, this is February 9th, sought to address longstanding concerns about the number of civilians killed in U.S. airstrikes over the past two decades. Since the previous hearing on the subject, which is April 2013, an estimated 30,000 civilians have been killed as a result of U.S. coalition strikes, according to the monitoring group Air Wars. But yet we just heard the mouthpiece warning about civilian casualties in Ukraine. As the United States' number of civilian casualties outnumbers any other country since World War II. We need peace on earth, goodwill to men. We have to call Russia, the United States, for peace. NATO, for peace. Pull back. If we had troops from Russia in Canada, in China in Mexico, America wouldn't be a happy place. No foreign entanglements. That is the foundation of the universal church of freedom, peace, and justice. So do what you can to support us, because if we don't unite in one voice for freedom, peace, and justice, it's going to be a launching a war that will be hell on earth. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.